Hello everyone, this is Moyatubanya Kista and this is Tea and Pepper Soup, the podcast. So today I'm going to be talking about the importance of failing forward and embracing rejection. So I've been thinking of doing a podcast on this for some time, but I really wanted to have a real conversation about this. Because I've been hearing a lot, seeing a lot, experiencing a lot, and I wanted to just shed some light on what, how I've dealt with rejection and failure when it comes to my work, when it comes to life, and maybe one or two things that you could potentially take away from my experience. Once again, I just want to say before we even start, thank you all for really tuning in and staying the course and just vibing with me on the podcast. It's really has been an amazing um, six months really since we started in December and really looking forward to what the next half of the year is going to look like. So I figured I I, I should probably start with where I am now um, just because I want to be as open as I can possibly be about kind of failure and rejection and what I'm learning about it and what I've learned about it in the past. So from, I I think the beginning of first quarter, I had been applying to a few programs, whether they were fellowships, whether they were opportunities, whether they were consultancies, and I just kept getting no. And rejection after rejection after rejection. And after some time, you actually get burnt out because I, you know, in the line of work that I work in, a lot of my work involves usually applying for something and waiting for things to get back. And I think just the way society has been structured, we have to apply for things to get into things. And even that process is exhausting, right? Applying for jobs is exhausting. Applying for college is exhausting. Applying for opportunities is exhausting. Even some events sometimes ask you to apply to attend. And it's just like, how many times do you constantly have to tell people, how great you are or how amazing your work is or what you perceive about whatever program they're doing. So at some point it does get tiring. So I remember the first quarter of the year getting a lot of rejections for particular programs I had applied to and feeling a bit deflated. But I also remembered really stepping outside of myself and saying, you know what, I'm really exhausted in applying, but I felt this level of maturity that I probably wouldn't have felt 10 plus years ago if it was a similar rejection letter I got or, you know, something I bummed that I was really looking to get into. So I say that to say that over the years, I have seen a growth and a shift in how I look at um, when things don't work out the way that they should, which is what we see as failure, or when we are told no, for doors that we think we're supposed to be entering through, right? So I really wanted to take a very positive spin on this idea of rejection and failure that a lot of times society makes us feel that when you don't accomplish something, a goal, or when you don't get into a program, or when you don't get a job that you've applied for, that you have totally failed, and it is your fault, Right. There is this onus that we then put upon ourselves to say, well, it didn't work out because of me. It didn't work out because I could have done something differently. There are a lot of times when maybe that is true. Maybe that there's certain things. 
But the most important thing that really comes from failure and rejection is the learning process that you allow yourself to have, right? So it's taking that time to really think of why is this happening now and what can I learn from it, right? So I wanted to really talk about the importance of how we should embrace failure head on and how do we continue to um, encourage rejection in our life. I know that sounds crazy, right? Like, how do I encourage rejection? How do I encourage failure? It doesn't feel good to fail. It doesn't feel good to be told no. I'm going to be honest. It doesn't. But is it has it always allowed me to learn something about my work processes, myself, etc.? Absolutely. So any opportunity for you to learn, any opportunity for you to grow should be something you see as a positive. So I really want to push you today to think about rejection and failure as positive experiences, right? So I want to give an example of, you know, as usual of like when I felt like I totally bummed something, totally failed and how terrible it felt for me. Right. I mean, there have been some recently and but I would say some of the more monumental ones is one of the ones I'm going to share today. So there was a time I was really, really yearning to do youth work. I, I, I felt it was a calling and I said, you know, I really want to work with young African immigrant girls in the United States. At the time, I lived in the Northeast and certain pockets of the Northeast, particularly in kind of the New Jersey, New York area, has very high populations of African um, immigrants, the uh, DMV, Virginia area as well, right? So I started to create what I thought was a brilliant program for young girls. We did the branding. We did the description. We started to promote. People were really excited about it. I was excited about it, worked on it, put a lot of effort into it. A mentor of mine at the time was supporting me and egging me on like, this is going to be brilliant. My friend, everybody was like cheering me on. When the time came to actually now do the recruitment for the program and for people to actually do applications, somehow we got zero applications for the program. You can imagine how devastated I was because I had even had people asking, how can I support? How can I support? Well, how can people support when there's no beneficiaries or people who are actually going to participate in the program? I was devastated. I remember being depressed for over three to four days. I did not leave my house. I was down. I was ashamed there's a level of shame that comes with you especially when it is public right people saw this organization they saw the program so it's kind of like how do you now go back to everybody and say oh sorry it didn't work out first you got to deal with yourself so for three to four days I had to deal with myself and I was much younger I was in my 20s um I would say my ego was much higher um as far as like being so this idea of like not failing. And this was the first time I would say like I had a creative failure in the sense that it was something that came from me that failed, right? It was different if like, okay, I applied to some colleges when I was going, about to go to college. I got, a, I, I don't think I got any rejection, but I got rejections around scholarships, right? That's a different type of rejection. That's a different type of failing because it's still kind of like, 
part of a, a, a structure that is not necessarily yours. I feel like one of the hardest type of failures is when it is your own thing that you're trying to create and it flops. So I was really down. And I remember even some relationships were strained during that time because I couldn't even communicate what was happening. I was so devastated. I said, well, this thing was so embraced. What happened? What happened? Right? So one of the things, you know, I really learned you know, during this period was that, you know, failure really becomes a means of direction for us, not a means of like, you know, a stumbling block, right? Um, and there are so many times in my life where I have failed, I've been knocked down completely. And the more I get rejected the more I fail, the stronger my faith in God, the stronger my faith in my calling and my assignment and in my journey. Because I then think to myself, this didn't work out because it e- either isn't for me or this isn't the right time. So then I'm able to digest the failure better. I'm able to digest the journey better. Sometimes it's also like, maybe you didn't put as much effort into things as you thought. And having that hard conversation with myself is also part of my growing process has been. So thinking back to kind of the first attempt at launching a girls organization, how much it failed, I had to start to think of new ways to potentially do the same work because my why never changed, right? So I was like, well, how can I still do this work? How can I still create? communities for women and girls, African women and girls, and do it well and do it so people can actually come. What is it that is missing? At the same time, I had just been entering into graduate school. While I was in graduate school, I I um, learned basically my master's was focused on how do you set up a sustainable social enterprise? So whilst I was in grad school, I was learning about the importance of needs assessment, baseline data gathering, data informed decision making. What does this mean? Basically, how do you make sure that you're not creating things that are not needed, but you are creating things that the community is telling you that you need? This was a huge missing point in what I was doing before my my learning experience in graduate school. Here I was, I had this brilliant idea and I thought everybody was going to flock to it. Well, no, it was an ego thing. It was a immaturity thing. It was a lack of information thing. So I had to do a lot of unlearning. And I think one of the things failure would help you to, helps you to do is to unlearn. Failure helps us to unlearn the things that we have told ourselves about ourselves and look at things from a different perspective, right? So then I started to look at things from a different perspective with the organization work I was trying to do. How can I possibly still implement such a program, but make sure it is needed? Where is this program needed? So I started to do a lot of research, even more research than I probably did before I launched the program. One day I was deep in prayer and talking to God about this and the Lord laid something on my spirit to say, 
why not start in your community? Why not start in Sierra Leone? But before you start in Sierra Leone, it was like I was getting all this clarity. Why not do some service, serve, learn? A lot of times young people are not ready to serve. They're not ready to learn. But one of the things that has always distinguished the work that I do and the work that many people do is the fact that they are willing to learn. You have to be willing to be wrong. You have to be willing to accept failure. You have to be willing to talk to other people who are more experienced than you. If you are not ready to do that, then you are not ready to fully walk in your purpose and do what God has called you to do. So I started to realize that I needed to do volunteering. I needed to really understand communities of girls and women on a more intimate level than I had been. Instead of reading research documents, instead of making assumptions, let me actually work with communities and understand what the needs were. So I volunteered with organizations in New York City that worked with immigrant um, African girls. I did a lot of workshops in those organizations. I remember one time I did a vision mapping workshop. I did a goal setting workshop. And it wasn't about the workshops that I was doing. What was transforming in my life at the time, and I had no idea, was the way I was understanding everyday, day-to-day challenges, struggles, things that are barriers that really impact girls and young women on a daily basis. Now, if I didn't take the time to immerse myself in volunteering and serving organizations in the U.S., as well as organizations on the continent. There were some organizations I volunteered for in Sierra Leone, you know, working with young people in Sierra Leone and leading workshops. Again, kind of understanding how they thought about things, understanding how they created relationships, how they built friendships. All of those things ultimately began to inform the second phase of what I would now call my social impact organization that I co-founded seven years ago. This organization that now has become successful over seven years would not have come to pass if I didn't accept what had happened, how I had failed in the U.S., taken a step back, giving myself time to learn, humbling myself, it would have never come to pass, right? So the realization of Embracing failure is so important. An important thing about failing and knowing that it is okay to fail is also important. I think we do a disservice to ourselves sometimes when we, even how we raise or how we mentor people, that we don't create the space to fail. It is okay to fail. I was recently at a training in New York City uh, with UN Women in New York City and one of we were experimenting various prototypes for um how to ensure that women's organizations are sustainable 20 plus years from now in the future and one of the things that came up was the importance of creating experimental spaces for organizations to try things out we don't have enough of that because even when you think of like application processes or things that we do, 
Society sets it up in a way where things are very prescriptive. You apply to college, the only answer is you get in. If you don't get in, it's like, okay. You apply to this program, the only answer is you get in. You don't get in, it's like, okay. You can try again, but there's almost a stigma that is sometimes placed on that concept of failure. Even the way organizations operate when you fail or when you're rejected. There's no type of constructive feedback that comes because of various reasons, capacity, etc. But what I'm saying is we have created this culture that almost shames any idea of failure and celebrates the idea of constantly winning, quote unquote, or constantly um, passing things, right? But what if we celebrated failure? What if we celebrated the fact that things don't work out, but people find other innovative ways to make them work? To me, that's more valuable, right? So I want to talk about why I think failure is important, a few things. And then I want to talk about how to deal with failure. The first thing is you learn something new all the time when you fail. I believe that every time you fail, you learn something new because failure gives you an experience of something that you didn't know before. I didn't know that I probably needed to do a needs assessment to get my programming right. So I needed to fail to understand why people did not sign up. Maybe I could have did a survey of, you know, women and girls in that area. Maybe I could have asked parents. Maybe I could have did focus groups. That could have informed my programming a little better because then I had data to to drive my decision making. Maybe at the time, African girls needed a different type of programming, not a leadership development. Maybe at that particular area, that's not what the need was for parents. Maybe it was something like, summer programs for educational growth, right? Those things you don't get if you don't do your research. So that's the first thing. Also, it helps you pivot directions to explore what isn't working. So the other thing that failure has helped me with is that it makes me think of other options and other avenues, right? So, okay, maybe it didn't work in New Jersey, in New York, in Philadelphia, but what if you could potentially pivot and pilot it in Sierra Leone? What if you piloted in Liberia? What if you piloted in Ghana? What if you piloted in Atlanta, right? It's important to explore other avenues and failure allows you to do that. It almost gives you the, the, it like gives you the check mark to say, all right, well, that didn't work. Let's try something else. That's why failure is so cool to me because if you constantly keep winning, quote unquote, winning, um, you will never explore what a potential alternative path could have looked like. Failure also made me learn a lot about myself. So I would say it helps you learn a lot about yourself. I think over the years, I've learned how to now deal with rejection, how to deal with failure with more grace. Don't get me wrong. I still get down when I get certain rejection, not because of the rejection, but because of the energy sometimes it takes to fill out some of these applications. My goodness. I know some of you know this, but literally everything is an application process. So when you get that, we regret to inform you email. It's never fun, but I've learned to take those with a stride. I take them and I say, you know what? Maybe just I'll try a different time. Maybe just this isn't the season. Maybe this just isn't my door and it's okay. So I've learned a lot about how I deal with failure and I've really learned to give myself permission to be sad when I need to be sad. But give myself permission to also grow and learn about what's happening and what it then means for my next steps in my journey. 
Failure has also helped me mature. Over the 12 years plus of the work that I've been doing, I've really grown a lot. And I've learned a lot on how to better deal with failure, right? I don't take things as personal anymore when I fail or when I'm rejected for things. I just think, okay, well, I'll just try again if I have the opportunity or there must be another door that's that I can explore. Or maybe there's something better coming my way. So I've learned to deal with things differently. Or maybe just sometimes, like I was saying, I have the conversation with myself like, well, did you put as much work into this as you could have? I hope that was helpful. So now I want to talk about how to deal with failure. The first thing for me is when I get rejection notices or when things completely flop, I go to God in prayer. Um, You all know I'm a woman of faith, so... My relationship with God is paramount and critical and key. So I seek God. I pray to God. I I talk to God. And I just say, I cast my burdens to God. And I say, you know, this is really hard for me. I put so much into this. But maybe you have a different plan. Show me the plan. Give me the wisdom. So I pray to God for wisdom. I pray to God for direction. And I pray to God for comfort. Because it is difficult sometimes. We can't really um, negate that part. The second thing is give yourself credit. Like you tried. That's so important. I think one of the things I see some parents who I really admire those type of parenting styles are parents who encourage their kids even after things don't work out, right? Let's say a kid is working on a a building blocks or something and maybe they do it like, you know, maybe they're feeling frustrated. The parent kind of encourages the child. Like it's okay. Like, you know, try again or you want to try something else or just give yourself credit. So sometimes I give myself self-talk. I say, you know what, Moyatsu, you did a good job. Like you worked hard. You worked on that essay. You worked on them videos that those people wanted, whatever it is that potential application of fellowship or opportunity wanted, you put your all into it. And then asking, you know, really giving yourself that credit is important. The other thing that has helped me in dealing with failure is getting comfortable with failure. It's okay to fail. It's okay to get rejections. It's not the end of the world. Get comfortable with it. It's going to happen. You're not always going to see a green light on things. And that's okay. The other thing is of how to deal with failure. The fourth thing I want to say is ask yourself, what can I learn from this? And document the things that led you through the process. Now, you know, the other thing that was brilliant was like, I didn't disband my entire process for the organization when I was first trying to build the program. I disbanded certain aspects of the process. So it's important to document your journey along the way for anything that you do. Because then those are your templates. Those are your systems, right? Then you don't have to necessarily start from scratch when you do things. Do you know how many times I just have to go back to essays and tweak things for different programs or different things that I apply for? It's the same, same thing with resumes and CVs. You just utilize the same thing and you tweak it for different opportunities, right? So you want to make sure that you ask, you constantly ask yourself, what can I learn from this? What did I learn along the way that I can still implement along other opportunities or things that I end up building? Take some time to refine your idea. This is number five. Take some time to refine your idea and search for other opportunities that may be more aligned. So this is how you deal with failure, right? Don't take it personal. Um, that's the next one I want to say. Don't take it personal. Sometimes it has nothing to do with you, especially rejection. And sometimes it does like, it's okay. You just have to balance it. 
right? Don't personalize it to the point where it cripples you or it instills fear in you to not move forward or to not try again. The other thing is talk to people openly about your failure. I think in the African community, there's a lot of like quietness about failure or about rejection. But I'm so thankful for the digital space because I find that in those spaces, you're, you can be so open about your failure. You can be so open about your rejection, even though that comes with its challenges. But I do want to encourage you to really talk to people who you trust and just say, listen, I really bummed on this. I remember there was a recent application I filled out and I bummed on it and I spoke to my, I, I mean, I didn't get it. Right. I didn't get the, the opportunity. And I was talking to my mentor about it. And I just said, you know, like, I really feel tired. I'm tired of applying to these things and not necessarily getting like a positive response. And she just encouraged me. You know, I can understand. And she shared her own journey of things that, you know, she's gotten rejected from, but it doesn't. It's nice to talk to people so you don't feel alone. And you will be surprised that you are actually in good company. A lot of successful, quote unquote, people have failed and they embrace failure. So embrace failure. The last thing is like, look back at the times that things have worked out and use it as a strength and use it as a launch pad to continue going, right? So look at your, look at your wins and say, okay, like there's times even during the organization that we would get so many negative feedback around proposals that we would do or just different things. And it would knock you down. It, sometimes my team members would be deflated and I would have to rise up. Imagine having to tell your team members, you know what? It's okay. Let's just keep going. Let's just keep going. And it's reminding people of their strengths and it's reminding people of your wins is what's going to get you through to continue embracing failure. Right. So as I kind of close, of course, um, we had a question this week um, just around failure and the question let's see okay so the email came in the question says recently I applied for um, graduate school I'm currently waiting but I've started to get some of my rejection notices I'm feeling a bit deflated how do I move forward whilst I still wait yes so I think that you got to give yourself room to just wait for the rest of the applications as they come in and make a decision from there. But know that you put all your effort into this and don't beat yourself up and take your time and embrace the season, right? If this is the season for you to get into your program, then certainly you'll get in. But if it isn't, just know that there will be a season where if this is something you really want and it connects to your purpose, the doors will open. So today has been really therapeutic in many ways for me because failure is something that is just an ongoing journey. And I really want to encourage you all to take it in, in, in phases and stride with it and embrace it. Say, look at failure as an opportunity to learn. Look at rejection as a point of redirection, right? Look at failure as a point of learning about yourself. Look at rejection as a point of knowing where you are and where you can put other avenues you can potentially explore. So I want to say thank you all for sticking with me and listening to the podcast and showing the love. Don't forget to listen to us on Spotify. Don't forget to give us ratings and reviews on iTunes. Share the podcast with people who you think it will bless, people who are going through certain things and need to hear 
various messages that come through this podcast. We're really looking to you all for that. And of course, if you ever have questions, you can always shoot me an email at moyatu, M-O-I-Y-A-T-T-U dot B-A-N-Y-A at gmail.com. And you can also go on my website at moyatubanya.com. That's where you can listen also to the podcast. This is Moyatu Banya, Kista. Thank you all again for listening to Tea and Pepper Soup, the podcast. See you all soon.